welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani. Hi, I'm Rich Irani, and thank you for tuning in to Rich in Life. Today, I have actor, musician, and heartthrob, Dallas Hart. He's been in shows such as Rizzoli and Isles, The Fosters, and most notably from the Netflix series Greenhouse Academy. He played Leo Cruz. And after just four seasons, it ended abruptly due to COVID, leaving many young fans wondering what's next. And here's a fun fact. Greenhouse Academy was based on an Israeli teen drama called Ha Hamama. It's about these siblings, a brother and sister, who lose their parents and wind up in a boarding school on rival teams, then have to come together to save the world. It's a good, clean show for teens, so if you have kids or if you're a kid listening, it's actually a great show. And at just 25 years old, in the middle of a pandemic, Dallas dove into his music, writing, recording, and producing his own video in the middle of the desert. And could you believe with all of this going on, he made time to speak with me about how he got started, his relationship status, where he gets his confidence, and what it's like living in Hollywood as a Midwesterner in the middle of a cancel culture era, hashtag me too. His new movie just released. It's a real thriller. We still say grace. Here's a clip. Do you trust me? This is my blood of the covenant, shed for the many, for the forgiveness of sins. Sorry, um, we got a flat, a couple actually down the road there. We just wondered if we could use your phone. You believe in God? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. It's a good thing you broke down. Near my place, you would be lost forever. Don't get too excited. We'll be gone soon. Look, let's just stay the night. We don't really have a choice. We should stay away from my father. Something's gotten into him. This is only a test of our faith and your loyalty to our family. Demons come in all forms. God came to me and asked for a sacrifice, and I answered, Help! When you're lifted up in the power, those that come against you are crushed. Do you believe you're God? To you, there should be no difference. He's smart, gracious, and like I always encourage, he's a great example of always putting your best foot forward. Here's Dallas Hart. What's been on the roster for you these days? Is it more music or more acting? Um, you know, I'm finding ways to combine both of them, honestly. Um, I just I just finished up my first ever uh, film that I was the producer on. Um, so I produced a film from start to finish. And I also was uh, was one of the actors in it. And I also was working on the music for it. So um, I kind of did a, a bunch of various jobs to help create the project. And it's, it's still being edited. It just we just wrapped like two weeks ago, not even. But it was it was really fun. You seem very confident, which is something that I'm very interested in because, um, you know, me growing up, I'm a lot older than you. <clears throat> I didn't grow up with the confidence that I noticed the younger generation has today. And um, I'm just curious, how, how do you get that kind of confidence to do so many things, to pick up and leave Michigan, go to Hollywood? And I'm sure you've been living in L.A. for how long? 
Uh, I've been here for at least 10 years now, almost 11, I think. And you're still so nice. It's, it's amazing. I mean, from what I can see. So tell me, between producing, between your music, and when I say your music, it's not just, you know, music. I think you write, you sing, mm -hmm. and you play yep. how many instruments? Uh, three. Which instruments do you play? I play piano, guitar, and drums. I haven't played oh an actual drum kit in a while, but I have a beat pad at the moment. And I'm getting a drum kit finally. It's been so long, but I love all of them. A drum kit is what? I have to know because my brother's a drummer. It's like the full, like, what you would see on stage. Like, it's got the snare yes. and the Oh, the whole thing. The kick. Yeah. Okay, so now you're going to think this is kind of weird. When I was growing up, my brother, who is one year older than I am, so, you know, we, we were called a kind of Irish twins when, you know, your mother gets, you know, has a baby, and then the minute you bring him home, she's pregnant again for some reason. Yeah. I don't know how that works. So my brother's like a, a year and three months older than I am, and um, he was playing the drums at a very young age. He had that whole set. You know, you're too young to remember, but there was a show, I Love Lucy, and there was like this little Ricky. I know the show. I, know the I show. love yeah, you. Yeah, you yeah. see, you're an old soul. You are definitely an old soul. Yes, my brother was little Ricky. He would get on that thing and he would he would bang away at that and he was great. And he was a musician, he played, but he was all self-taught. He had an ear, I think he played everything by ear, the drums, piano and guitar. And he wrote his own music and taught himself how to play just so he can write. And he's had music uh, that he has sold now that he's older for some movies, but you remind me of him which is really cool. And I've always, that was the one thing I was very jealous of Dallas because you know, really? what? yes, because my talent was, you know what? Picking out clothes. Who the fuck needs that? How did I think I was ever going to get any respect picking out clothes? That's a skill that I wish I had. I don't know why you say it's, it's not that useful because it's, it's definitely something I struggle with sometimes. I'm like, I'm in the morning. I'm like, okay, so what do I do? What do I pick? Listen, you look like you're doing pretty well. Plus at 25, you can literally have no clothes, probably even better, be headless and you're going to be fine. Yeah. So the music thing was definitely great. And I didn't pick up any of those, you know, those habits or, you know, that gene. My mom played by ear as well. So I didn't pick up that gene. So it was hard. And he used to bring his bongos to the beach and play for all the girls and the guitar. So I was pretty much invisible. But um, getting back to you and how has this worked out for you playing the drums? I mean, you must have a lot of groupies, I'm sure. I have a lot of very talented people that I've I've uh, become friends with since I've been in LA, and I I I owe a lot of my uh, my skills and my where I'm at to them. So honestly, I love that. And you did a song that I love. Um, it's rain, fire and rain. Oh yeah, love that's with my girlfriend. Yeah. Yes, is she still your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, she is. Asia, right? That's Asia? Asia Sanaa, yeah. Lovely. I got to tell you that it was such a cool video. Oh, yeah, yeah. My That's uh, one of my friends out here that I owe a lot of my uh, my success to. I mean, she's an incredible photographer and videographer. And um, yeah, we've been friends for a while now. And she's just so talented. She's amazing. It's a great song and it's beautifully done. Did you film that during COVID? Yes, we did. You can tell only because of the distance and the, you felt a little bit of the isolation, but it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We went to the, uh, we went to like these, this desert, like, like the actual dunes. I can't remember exactly where it was. It was somewhere up North and uh, it was closed when we got there, but we drove so far. We were like, okay, we have to go in here. Like at least just for a second. And of course we get caught by a park ranger in like 
the in the dunes and they come after us he's like you can't be out here and we got like tickets for it and we were like all right well it was worth it because we got some good yeah footage, in california but... you're lucky they didn't take you to jail oh i know and he was he was super we were only out there for literally five minutes and he was like he was like you guys can't be out here in this national park and we we're like oh, okay we're sorry <laughs> didn't you want to tell him but i just saw nancy pelosi getting her hair done and place without a mask on <laughs> I'm like, why don't you kind of worry about that or Gavin Newsom at the French Laundry? But anyway, that's in the, that's for I another know, show. No, no. We'll deal with that on another show. But I do have getting back to fashion. So you said you're not into it at all. So fashion is not important to you at all? No, no, no. I, I actually love fashion. Um, I'm just not as as well versed in it as I'd like to be. I love to I love to look good and I love to uh, create a good outfit, but I'm just challenged at it at this moment i'm i'm learning it getting better and my my girlfriend's teaching me a lot honestly it's almost as if what annoys me about you is you have everything going for you <laughs> because <laughs> even that trait wait i'm going to tell you a little secret dallas that trait which by the fact i love your name i know i told you already and it's so cool i always said if i had a cooler name other than rich arani who knows what i could have been but dallas tart i mean it doesn't get cooler than that it should be the next james bond Anyway, getting back to the clothing, what's so cool about you liking to dress well, but not having the knack for it makes you even kind of cooler. It allows your girlfriend to kind of mold you to who she wants to be. And nobody likes a guy, particularly a straight guy that's so into fashion that is so, you know, I want to look like this or I want to be that. So you kind of have all that going for you. Ah, well, thank you so much. That, that means a lot. What, what size shoe do you wear? I'm curious. I am a 10. Well, 10, nine and a half, 10. Okay. Nine and a half to like Nikes, so I don't, they don't get the crease. <laughs> so you're a sneaker guy? I am a sneaker guy, yes. Okay. I'd just like to know, you know, I started in the footwear business. That's how I started. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can show you my favorite. Actually, I have some shoes right here. I hope you don't Here's think I favorite. was asking for any some, other kinky reason. Off-whites. Ah, oh, love those. Those are yeah. so cool. These are definitely my favorites. I try to, I barely wear them because I definitely try to keep them. Try to keep them as clean and as, as good as possible, but pristine, right? <clears throat> I love the fact because I was I was late on board with the whole sneaker thing. You know, being in the shoe business and living in New York City was all about boots and kind of cool mm. shoes. And now, if you're not wearing sneakers, nothing looks modern to me. So I'm liking it, especially on men. And I have to tell you one, one thing that I also like about your generation is that you guys are so much cooler. When I was growing up. I remember wearing cowboy boots one day to my high school with a leather jacket and I got looked oh. all over the place. Oh yeah, I bet they just crucified you. They crucified me. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I was a pretty cool kid and I had good friends, so they couldn't outwardly crucify me, but I know that they, <laughs> they I, I felt the daggers and I would hear things through other people, but nobody was ever really brazen enough to ever come up to me. First of all, my brother that I told you about would probably have them hung from the flagpole in about three seconds. But I was also friends with the most popular girls. You know, I was like in the clique with all the girls. So the fact that they wanted to be liked by the girls, they kind of played it cool with me. But um, I noticed your generation <laughs> is so much more open-minded to everything. Like nobody has an issue with the way anybody dresses. Uh, the gender is so much more fluid. You know, guys can dress yep. how they want without being labeled. Yep. And I think, I think it's, it's, of, yeah, tell it's me. much more open and and just, I, I, think, I, I think it's just like, being knowledgeable so it's like there's so much opportunity to to see and like see other people's point of view and really learn from that and that was kind of it, it was much the internet was still 
around back then but now it's like you can access everything and really be like knowledgeable in what other people are thinking and feeling was it this open even back in michigan i wouldn't say so not not right away it's definitely it's definitely i can tell that it's it's grown into uh much better now but it wasn't always it really wasn't but you left very early at 15 years old Right. I did. I, I visited back and forth every once in a while. So. And who went with you? Who, who, who was the one that like, you know, would bring you back and forth or. So I went, I moved to LA with my mom and my dad stayed back in Michigan. So I did visit him a lot. Okay. But you had your mom with you. She was, you know, watching, yep. she was your chaperone. Yes. Yeah. She's the one that, yep. She's the one that came. That did it. Well, she did a good job so far. I'll let you know by the end of this, uh, <laughs> this talk good 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 i'll let her know i'll definitely (laughs) let her know (laughs) the fact even that answer is perfect how soon how early did you start acting i've been acting since i was very very young my mom was an actress and a a musician herself wow and so she kind of got me into it and um i've been doing theater since as as long as i can remember as long as i could speak basically i i I remember doing theater so you did school plays school plays uh i know there was like traveling thespians that came through our town a lot. And we did like Susical the Musical and Beauty and the Beast and uh, a bunch of great musicals as well. I was going to say, you remind me a little bit of Zac Efron in the kind of in the talent department. It's oh. like you have the singing, the acting, and I'm sure you dance as well. <laughs> you know, actually, that's the one thing I don't do. You don't. Oh, I would you love can't. to get into it, though. Okay, you don't need to. You have enough going for you. You're fine. <laughs> Take up drinking. Maybe, maybe that'll get you in a little bit of a, a little bit of trouble, but so you did start really young. So you knew, were you discovered or is it something you've pursued? Uh, It's definitely something I pursued. I spent a lot of time, you know, honing the craft, uh, meeting the right people. It's all about who, you know, and then, um, yeah, just, just working up until you get that, that break, honestly. And music came after acting. I mean, I'm sure you dabbled in it and played. I dabbled in it. I played. Yeah. And then honestly, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really start on the music front until uh, I had booked Greenhouse because the character was a musician as well. And you played Leo. Yeah, I played Leo. And um, so I, I actually auditioned for the show and I wrote a song. They sent us the script like they sent us the first episode and the last episode of the first season. And there's like a song in the last episode with the lyrics. And I actually wrote my own like version of the song with the lyrics and sang it as my song for the audition. And they really, really liked it. Wow. Does cancel culture, does it affect you in any way dealing with people in Hollywood? Or, you know, cause now I know I do have friends that, you know, are actors or singers of have tell or have television shows. And it's always, you're always like a step away of maybe saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. And, Once you do get, you know, uh, canceled, it's like even apologizing doesn't work for it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess I would say I've never been a very, like, I keep my my social media life and all that kind of stuff very low key and casual. Uh, I don't even use Twitter. I think that I think Twitter is a very, very dangerous place. Even if you're saying something that's not meant to be taken a certain way, it's taken there and it's like, take down right there. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I guess I just, I just want to promote positivity and, and love and, and what I'm here to do is, is act. And um, 
that's just what I keep it on social media. So I don't, I don't feel personally threatened with it at all. So I will tell you this, that um, everything you're saying, and I was looking forward to talking to you because everything you're saying is really seems very authentic and true because looking at your Instagram feed and seeing, I mean, you have a really clean page. I mean, to have over a half a million followers and you're really, it's just such a clean page. And um, you seem like you would be a great example, you know, of somebody to follow at your age, because, you know, I've seen other Instagram pages where, you know, the drunkenness, the, 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 the sex, the, all of it gets a little bit crazy and out of hand. And I also agree with you with the Twitter, you know, it's very easy to sit from your, you know, bedroom and say stupid shit. I mean, yeah. I say stupid shit all the time. So I get in trouble just on this podcast <laughs> and on the show, but you know, Imagine if, imagine if I had access to my phone, what the things I might say that are, live forever. So that does scare me. But um, I find that the, the Instagram does come a lot more natural to your generation. And if you do it well, as you do, it really can go a long way for you. Yeah, Instagram and honestly, uh, honestly, TikTok now too. I, I've, I've grown to really enjoy their, uh, their platform because it, it caters to, to me. So I, I see a lot of the stuff that I'm actually wanting to see on Instagram. It kind of tends to lead towards like, like bikini, bikini pics and stuff like that. And everyone's like, Oh, that's what you want to see. Like, and I'm like, no, not really. I don't know. It's but just it's like, there. Lead to that. Well, TikTok, I'm learning a lot about music production. I'm learning about tips and tricks for like acting and music and everything. It's actually very informative um even politically it's very informative on on it, like it shows both sides it doesn't just stick to one side at least for me that's what my experience has been on there well that's great it's funny because i was going to ask you about tiktok and i was going to ask you what is the obsession with it and what are people getting from it but you just answered it that's really good to know so now i have a little bit more respect maybe i'll let my kids start watching it my kids yeah. are only six i have twins and every time they find my phone i took it off my app but i don't know how they seem to always find tiktok again <laughs> they know how to use my phone and every every mechanical gadget and internet better than me so it drives me crazy but it's good to know that, that at least there is a benefit to tiktok i definitely think there is i think there's actually settings on there correct me if i'm wrong i don't i don't know but i think there's settings where you can kind of keep the uh Keep the crappy stuff off if, if it's a younger audience uh, and it'll be more informative and and um, it, it's just been a very good learning like experience for me on, on a couple levels. So I've actually enjoyed it a lot. So what so tell me at the most out of everything that you enjoy would be what? Because I know that you still like to produce like you have so many little talents or not little talents. They're actually huge talents. But do you find that you have to really be so goal oriented, especially being in Hollywood, that if you spread yourself thin, you might not get too far anywhere. So maybe stick to one thing. I found that sticking to one thing is very important at a time. So I kind of I kind of play it by ear, whatever's whatever's showing the most promise at that time is what I go for. So I got offered the opportunity to produce this film this year. And I was working on music primarily a whole beginning of the year because, you know, we've been in lockdown and I had my studio. Luckily, I've, I've been blessed with that. So I was able to um, spend time in the studio and really learn my craft and, and make some great stuff. But I had the opportunity to pop up to do the film and I was like, okay, cool. So that's where I'm kind of being led to do right now. I'm going to jump in that, get that 100% of my time. And then as soon as that's done, I'll see what's happening after. So right now it's been acting. You've been working on this. Is it a film? Yes, it's a film, feature film. And when is it going to come out? Uh, I'm not really sure. It's being edited right now. I'm hoping 
probably by next Halloween. It revolves around like social media superstars kind of, and um, it, it dives into the price of fame basically. Okay, exciting. I can't wait to see that. And what about, uh, now talk to me a little about your music. How did you get started with the music other than dabbling it when you were young? How did it come out into writing music, into doing the videos? I mean, you have a lovely, some beautiful ballads, which I really appreciate. They're beautiful, the ones that I've, I've listened to and saw. Um, I really started to learn how to produce music myself. So I, I, uh, I bought a lot of plugins and music software that ran me a lot of money that I'm still paying for today. Right. And um, I just honestly sat down and, and I started learning from my friends a lot. They taught me a lot and uh, YouTube videos and just, you know, putting in the time, honestly. And uh, then I started, I've always been good at like writing songs, but then like there's another level when it comes to actually laying it down, producing it and mixing it, mastering it. All that stuff is a very tough skill set that I don't think you're ever going to be a master of. Um, so once I got into that, it was just really fun. It was like, it was like writing a, it was like writing a book, but uh, in through music, you know? So it's like, you have all these different levels and like each part of the song is a different chapter and you're putting in the, the meat and the bones of everything. And then out comes this like incredible thing that you never thought you would be able to, <laughs> to make yeah, on It must your be own, so but... satisfying. Extremely, extremely satisfying. Is there a long-term goal with the music? I definitely want to be writing with some bigger artists. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to have an album myself. Uh, but first, I think I just want to work with big artists, learn from them, find out what what makes their music so good, and then try to implement that into my own. Who are your favorite artists? I love Lauv. I love Mokita. Uh, John the Blind is actually very underrated. I don't know if you even know who he is. I don't know who he is. John LeBlanc. But he writes for a lot of big artists. He's written for like Maroon 5 and uh, some, some other, I can't think of him right now, but he's incredible. He's an incredible uh, writer. So would these be some of the people you'd want to collaborate with? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'd love to. Great. I love that you said them and not like Rihanna or, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, Ariana Grande and, or Madonna. Know. I don't know. What is she? Is she still alive? Is she still alive? I don't know. I'm kidding. I know she is. <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't know. It's 2020. Anything could happen right now. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I don't know. I. It's just a joke. Do you ever get nervous? Do you get nervous when you perform? Do you get nervous when you act or sing? Oh yeah, I definitely get nervous when I perform um, music because it's like it's it's very live. So, you know, you mess up and you mess up on, on, on set. It's not so much just because you just, you take it back and you go again, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. But with music, you're up there and you're giving your everything. And it's like, you wrote that song. It's about something probably personal in your life. You're singing it out to these people, forget the lyrics. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's much less forgiving because it's like, you wrote the song, like you can't remember your lyrics, but it's like, you, you know, you, you do get nervous with these things. I would imagine my brother used to play. I don't know if you remember, there was a club in New York City called CBGB's. It's now a John Varvatos store. But, you know, you'll see T-shirts that say CBGB's. A lot of bands were discovered there. And um, I think it was, what was it, the late 80s? I mean, he was very young, 15, 80s. 
and 90s, I used to have to go watch him play. And, you know, band after band, they'd be all di different bands. And, you know, obviously the club liked when a band would bring in the biggest crowd. So, you know, every time they'd finish singing, you'd have to scream and clap. And I did that for my brother. And even that was painful. Like there are times like when it was, when the energy was not great, it was so painful to look at. I tell him to this day, you owe me. <laughs> you owe me for what I did for you. <laughs> But oh, I would imagine man. that the nerves definitely when you're on stage and you can't say, okay, let me do it again. Yep. Yep. You're like, oh, can we take that back? It's like, no, you're, <laughs> you're there. You got to do it. It's all about practice for that. It's all about practice and practice and practice. But um, yeah, you have to own it. It seems like you really have to get on. You have to own that. Um, what's next for you in terms of music? Um, I, I'm building my album right now. I have, I have like five or six songs that are, are done. They're not like... They're written, but they're not finished yet. So there's still some technical stuff that needs to be done with them. And I'm hoping for like a 10 song EP, I mean, uh, album. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping to get it by this next year. I always say that and then something comes up, but <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd really like to release something uh, by the end of next year, I'd say album wise. I'm still releasing singles in between. So if you do that, don't you have to kind of put a stop and tell your agent or manager, you know, put a stop on any, you know, auditions or, or you can still do them both. Would you still? I can do both. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I'll set up my, my laptop in my trailer and I'll just, you know, I can work on it there. I can work on it anyway. That's what's great about music. Right. And it's funny, I was going to say, you must have um, a great team there because I couldn't find any dirt on you. I wanted to find some drunken, sloppy something online. I can't find the nothing. Thing. There's nothing. It's definitely out there. You know, you just gotta dig really oh, deep. Goodness, I'm not that good at digging, but I tried. Listen, anyone that I've spoken to is easy to find. For you, I don't know. I think you. I think you're either just a great guy or you've got a great team. They know how to clean you up. Very <laughs> I think it's easily. both. I think it's both. It has to be. Yeah. I'm curious. What What would things like? What would people be surprised to find out about you now? I mean, you seem pretty open about everything. You know, your Instagram is really, you know, kind of it shows who you are, which is great. But is there anything people don't know about you that they'd be surprised to find out? I mean, do you like to kill people and use their skin as clothes ever? I don't, you know. Only on Thursdays. Um, <laughs> Only on Thursdays. Um, I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. I guess um, there's not, you, you put yourself out there. You must I really do, yeah. I really do you. put myself out there for the most part yeah i would say but you think um, i see you're you're a trickster are you a trickster you seem like a trickster on your instagram do you like <laughs> pranks yeah i do i do i love I, I mean me and my friends love joking around and, and having a good time so okay because i saw uh, one I, of the photos of you have put holding your own head in a box or something oh yeah that's from a film that i actually that's yeah from a film i did that's coming out this friday finally it's been two years great what's the name of the film uh we still say grace we still say grace it's coming out this friday yeah, coming out this Friday on, on streaming platforms. I, I think it was supposed to be theatrical, but, you know, COVID and, yep. and all that great stuff. Yep. But, so that's yeah. exciting, though. Yeah, very excited. That's to exciting. See You're going to give people something to do while they're staying home and, I don't know, waiting for the next curve or wave to, I don't know, flatten. <laughs> the curve um, and the wave and the, yep, all that stuff. But yeah. You, you, yeah. What's funny about that whole thing is that I, I've listened to all the briefings from all the doctors and, um, and they all said that, you know, we're going to have a rise in September. There's going to be a rise in COVID. Everyone is going to get it. I remember Dr. Burks saying, everyone is going to get it, even me. So I don't know why the hysteria. That's, I don't, I, don't know. I, I don't know either. I mean, I think everyone needs to be safe, but I mean, they did tell us that. So I wasn't shocked when they said there is a rise. We kind of knew it, but 
you know, I guess. We yeah, I want, I want people to stay safe, but I also don't want like this. Well, I don't want to go into this too much, but the small businesses are like really suffering, really suffering. And it's like, I don't know. It's the fact that you even think about that is amazing because, you know, I'm part of the small businesses. You know, I have my own uh, shops in New York City and I design oh. shoes. And, you know, listen, the fashion business in general is very hard to begin with, because even if it wasn't for COVID, the fashion business is difficult. And even if we were allowed to stay open, I don't know where people are running to go buy new clothes, to buy new shoes. However, for all these restaurants and for all these, you know, manicures yeah. or spas, I mean, they destroyed them. They destroyed them. But yet you can go into any store, you know, these big stores, these big box stores, or, you know, and buy anything you want, liquor, you can I do know. anything. I mean, how I are know. those things so essential? It's it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. It doesn't make sense to the point that I think there's more to it than we know. There seems oh, to be. Oh, there definitely is. There definitely is. That's, there's no doubt in my mind. My thing is like, I just don't know what it, what it is. We don't know what it is. Right. Like we can speculate, we can speculate a million different things, but they had, at the end of the day, it's like, this is, this is still the way it's going to be. And we're kind of just stuck in it for the moment. And we will, and we're going to be stuck in it. But I, I think, I mean, I, to me, it just seems like power to me. But yeah. um, I know, I know when it comes to Hollywood, they're so, um, you know, they're not diverse, as you would say, you know, they talk so much about diversity in Hollywood, you know, you can't make a movie now unless you have a, well, you can make a movie, but they won't, um, they won't include it for an Academy Award if it's not diverse enough, but yet there's no diverse in thought in Hollywood, which you know, for a guy like me who grew up, you know, Orthodox Jew, gay from Brooklyn, you know, in the seventies, I like every part of thinking. That's how I grew up. You know, I heard every angle of everything. And now it's like, you can't even question anything or, you know, yes. you'll get death threats. And I know I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I like to see everybody's perspective and I like to create my own uh, thought process from that. So do you feel silenced ever in, in Hollywood? Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes um, I, I'm much. I, I don't really ex express too much my what my thoughts because my um, it's constantly changing. Like my my thought process is constantly changing with new evidence. Um, so I really just love to to hear what other people have to say and listen to them and try to understand them. And that's kind of just where I stand. You know, you're you're definitely a very peaceful, easy person to talk to, kind of like like Brad is. You know, I get more you know emotional. I'll get angry, not about any particular side or anything, just about you know being able to speak. That's my only issue. You know, I want to be able to hear. I want to be able to know, and you know, without being questioned or vilified in yeah. any way. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so I, I appreciate the fact that we have the young generation now that is really you know, at least speaking out on whatever, I don't even care yeah. what it is, just be able to speak out. You don't have to fall into the category of, you know, do what we say or you'll never get a job again. That's the <laughs> bullying that annoys me. That's what yeah. I don't like. I don't like the bullying, you know, because, you know, I wasn't really bullied so much as a child, as a kid growing up, but I felt a little tinge of it. And I've seen other kids being bullied and I just, you know, I have an aversion to it. And sometimes when I think of Hollywood and I talk to my friends, there's definitely a lot of bullying and they may say they hate it, but they wind up doing the same thing. Yeah. Which is I see it too. I see it too. But I'm sure your mom gets you right back in, in perspective, right? Your mom gets you right back in place. Do you have siblings? I have a sister. Yeah. You do older or younger? She's younger. Oh, cool. And is she in the um, acting business at all or entertainment? No, 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 she's not. She's, um, she's in the, the car business. 
So she must get a kick out of coming to visit you. Yeah, yeah she likes it. It's fun. So I want to know, so I, we already talked about like your big following on Instagram. How does it work? You seem to have a lot of confidence. And this is, you know, we, I, we discussed this also earlier. How do you get this confidence? Was it from your parents growing up? I don't know. I mean, yeah, a lot of it did come from them. Uh, I wouldn't say that's the sole like place that it came from. I, I guess it's just from from taking experiences and, and, and really, really learning from them, like really, really understanding like why it happened and, and not, not shying away from like the bad experiences and really just accepting kind of the things that have happened to you. You must have not gotten a lot of rejection. Oh, no, no, no. I've definitely had rejection. I've definitely had rejection. I, I actually, um, in my, in my hometown, the whole reason I kind of moved to LA was, uh, the theater director there in my, my class had his, his son was in my class. He was in the same, like same grade as me. And so he would always get the leads, obviously. Right. And I was feeling, you know, just kind of stuck. And I was like, I feel like I'm more than this. I feel like I want to like experience my high school theater years, like actually able to maybe, you know, book something or play a lead. And so I moved to LA to pursue acting. Wow. Now, as far as fans, who is, who sends more inappropriate messages or pictures? Is it women, girls, or, or is it men? Because I know that you're getting from everybody. I know you're getting from <laughs> boys, from gays, from, from women. Who is more inappropriate? Normally, Actually, I'd say gay men are the worst. But. <laughs> uh, possibly. They, I, I haven't gotten many pictures, though. Actually, I don't think I've ever really gotten any. Uh, any like surprise pictures okay. um, by surprise we mean you know <laughs> yes the full the okay. full yes the full frontal, yes, yes you know the uh <laughs> the nc-17 are you disappointed um, no 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 i was i was always expecting it i was always told from people that it would happen and then it didn't and i was like okay i guess i got a, a pretty uh a pretty clean fan base here which is i guess not it's nice i mean you know I get I get flirtatious stuff from people every once in a while, and a lot of a lot of little girls that say that they love me with all their hearts. Uh, but yeah, no, no crazy pictures or, or, or And I believe them. <laughs> I believe they love you. Asia seems pretty cool, your girlfriend. So she yes, doesn't get jealous. Does she get jealous ever? No, not really. She's she's a really great girl. Great. And how far do you see this going with Asia? I know I'm terrible, but I have to ask. <laughs> I mean, you guys uh, have been together for what? For over a year? It's been... Yeah, over, over a year now. Yeah, no, she, she's amazing. I'm really excited to see where things go with her. Mm -hmm. I, I, I never really know with relationships what's going to happen. I kind of just take it day by day. But... Is, um, it, is this yeah, your first no. Hollywood relationship? No, I've definitely had a Hollywood relationship before. Um, right, you dated the girl from, um, from Greenhouse Academy. <laughs> I did, yes. You did. Interesting. Do you ever have girls, you know, in Hollywood or actresses really come on strong? Occasionally. I've always been more focused on work than, than relationships. Typically I've always just been, you know, when, it, when the time is right, it's going to happen. You know, I haven't been, yeah. been searching for it so much. It's but, the best um, way to be. I'm going to tell yeah. you a story. When I was young and I wasn't attracted to girls, I remember being, what was I, 14 and 15. We used to go to these, um, and it's funny because if my family is gonna be listening to this, they're gonna be like, I didn't know that. I'd go out to these teen clubs in Brooklyn and um, my friends, all they wanted to do was pick up girls. 
you know, me, I loved hanging around. I loved the music and I wanted to be around girls. I didn't really know that I was gay. I had no idea, but I knew I felt different. And I knew that I didn't want to take anybody home or kiss, or I couldn't take anyone home back in those days. It was just kiss a girl there. And I remember, um, there was one time in particular, I was dancing with this girl all night and she was older than me. And she basically, you know, shoved her tongue down my throat. And I found that after that happened, my friends were cheering. And I found that the more quiet I was and the more, you know, behind them I was and shy and whatever, the more they all wanted me. The girls always wanted me. And I get that vibe from you. You're like, you're, you're interested in your work. You want to, you know, deal with your music. You're, you're loyal to your girlfriend. And that makes people probably want women, especially be more, more aggressive with you. They, they can be sometimes, but yeah. Honestly, with uh, with COVID and everything, I've just been inside and, and literally no real outside experiences for the whole year, for the most part. It's been weird. It's crazy. So yeah, were you able to see your mom? We you- yeah, yeah. So I'm actually I'm actually living with her right now during all this. Great. So um, she's so wait, actually you- in the house right next door to me. Oh, great. So you have been kind of quarantining at least with your mom, with your yes. family. Okay, yep. that's cool. So with Asia, what about your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, she's here. She's here most of the time. Great. Oh, I think that's great. I think it's great. I, I, I think it's really sad when people really are so lonely and you know they're so literal and they feel they really have to lock themselves in a room. I, 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 I know, feel- I know, I know. You, you, you got to find your like, you're like. I, I do see like really close friends occasionally, and we just get together, and and we're all we've all been super safe. Actually, none of us have even gotten COVID at all this entire time, so it's been nice. It's funny. I know a lot of people that did get COVID and certain family members and, you know, they're young. They weren't, um, they weren't old or vulnerable and they were fine, you know, but I do know a couple of my friends, uh, parents did die from COVID and it's really sad, but, um, yeah. you know, it's just, there has to be a balance, right? Yeah. You agree. There has to be a balance. You have to, Yeah, we haven't found it yet. We definitely haven't found the balance yet. No, I, I hope we find it and we might not have to, the vaccine might, be coming yeah. out a lot faster and maybe we can just not worry about that balance. And get I know that'd be great. Time. I'd love to at least like, <laughs> I'm hoping by next summer we can kind of like at least be like able to film something in LA again or something. I don't know. I know right now you kind of got to go outside of LA to do it. But um, so how are you doing romantic scenes? Are there any romantic scenes or you can't even do that now and film? Oh yeah. Them? Yeah. We, we did them yeah. on uh we did them on set. We, we had, uh, we had, people kissing and, and all that kind of stuff. So did they um, take a COVID test before? Does everyone have to take a COVID test? Oh yeah, stuff? yeah. The, okay. the, the COVID stuff brought our budget up by a lot. It, uh, initially it was $30,000 and then one of our leads had COVID so we had to shut down for three days and then we had to recap. It was it was a whole night. So who was the lead? Is it somebody we'd know? It is, but I probably shouldn't say. Okay, so then don't say, okay. Um, and is this, this is the movie that's coming out next Halloween. Yes, yes. Do you watch your own things like Greenhouse Academy or do, have oh, you yeah, watched? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to yeah, watch I, yourself? Yeah, I like to watch it. I like to learn from, uh, I, li- I like to learn from what I, I did in the past, you know, and, and kind of not fix it, but at least, you know, try to, I always just want to do better. I like that. That's a very art, that's a very important artist's way of, of growing. You know, when I first started to do um, the show here on the podcast, I couldn't listen to myself. I didn't want to see myself. I didn't want to hear myself because that wasn't my business. I was in the fashion business. I wasn't, you know, I was great telling stories. I was great having fun. But yet when, you know, I'd catch a glimpse of myself, I'd be like, ah, like, I don't want to see that. But, you know, 
in time, you wind up getting used to your ugly mug. What could I tell you? <laughs> you know, you look at it enough and you get used to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have you ever had any obstacles? Oh yeah, there's obstacles every day. Uh, Give me the I'm worst definitely... one. No, I worst one's one. definitely my own self-doubt. I, I mean, I think that's that's everyone's. Um, I, I definitely have my own self-doubt, especially, you know, this year when it's like, when there are those lonely times and you're there and you're trying to work and it's not coming out the way that you want it, in music at least. And it's just like, like, why am I even doing this sometimes? You know what I mean? But you have to get Dallas, yourself out of it. It's so amazing what you just said. And you heard this from Dallas Hart, 25 years old, good looking musician, actor, producer, his biggest obstacles is his own self-doubt. I mean, when I hear that coming from you, I mean, I can, I'm can. i learning still at my age that my self-doubt is my biggest obstacle. I'm still learning it. And that's incredible. Do you realize or do you think you're inspiring to other people? You must, based on, again, your Instagram page and how you, how you want to be perceived. I'd like to be. I'd, I'd really like to be. And... Um... So if, if that's what's coming across, then that, that means a lot because that's, I, I really want to be that for other people. I'm going to tell you for sure you are inspiring and you're definitely somebody who I would let my kids follow and watch because I'm very <laughs> controlling as to who they look at, what they look at. I mean, they're too young to be on Instagram now, but you know, I always tell Brad, I'm afraid for the future. I see some of these things on TikTok and on um, Instagram. Oh, yeah. I mean, I blush. I don't want to see it. And, you know, I'm not such a prude, but I don't even want to see that. So I really, I appreciate it. And I think that you're totally doing the right thing. And I think that your mom is, and your dad, I don't know how much about your dad, but your mom is definitely, must be an awesome person because she kind of really grounded you. Yeah, she definitely did. She definitely did. And, and my dad did as well. He's, uh, he's, he's recently passed in the past couple of years. Um, but my mom's always been a rock for me to this day, so. Amazing. Tell your mom, I said she did a great job. And I don't say that about everybody. There are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of idiots in the world. <laughs> Can you give me three words that you, that you think could describe yourself? Um, honest, uh, brave, and creative, I would say. Yeah. You also seem very loyal. Yes. Yeah. You have a lot of good traits. You remind me a lot of me. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually kidding. I wish I've got a lot of growing to do. Dallas, oh, me too. Every, I think, I think everybody always does. That's, that's what the purpose of life really is, is, is constantly growing wow. as a person. I want to say that I'm sorry to hear about your dad. I got to tell you, my dad passed away when I was 10 years old. So I know it's not easy. You know, sometimes it's difficult because you don't want to make people feel worse. So I, you, I never know how to approach it. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. I went through it. If you could remember all the great stuff and not remember the end or the difficult times, that's what's, uh, that's what's important. And I do yeah. say that as time goes by, it does get easier. It gets easier, but you never forget. But um, yeah, your dad did a great job too. And Listen, I loved having you on the show. I think you're such a breath of fresh air. And I, I really, and I'm being honest with you, you're so nice. I mean, in a way, I kind of want you to just go back to Michigan and don't <laughs> let Hollywood destroy you. It scares me. I won't let it destroy me. I, I'm good. If I've made it 10 years, I think I can make it another 10 at least. Can you? 
Is there anything, before I let you go, I want to know, what have you learned from Hollywood? Is there anything you've learned other than you can't really speak your, your mind if it doesn't, <laughs> if it disagrees with them, other than that, which we know everyone learned, you know, have you learned anything else? Uh, maybe I, you're right. Maybe I can't speak my mind as much, but I can really learn to know who I am as a person inside. So as long as I know who I am and like, am discovering who I am as a person, I think that's what I've learned from LA is to really just accept and figure out who you are. I like that. On that note, I'm going to let you go. Dallas, this was such a pleasure. Yes. And Thank I look so forward much. to seeing your movie. Yeah, yeah, please check it out. I can't wait to see it myself. I'm very excited. And to listen to more of your music. Where can pleasure. people find you other than, what is your Instagram handle? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I've been trying to change it, but it's Dal Rules, like Dallas Rules, D-A-L-L-R-U-L-Z. Made it when I was really young and <laughs> I can't change it. And your yes, music on YouTube. Yes, on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Music. It's heart with like the, the Gaelic A. So you hold down the A and go to the A-E. Because my, uh -huh. my last name is spelled Hart, H-A-R-T. Right. So I was like, it's still spelled the same way, but now it looks like it's spelled with an E. Dallas, a pleasure, man. Yes, Stay pleasure. safe. You've been listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you like what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's R-I-T-C-H in life.com.